Hello. Hey, Nahani. How's it going? Great. How are you, Judith? I'm okay. Good. Are you um, Are you recording? It is recording. Okay. Okay. Hello, everyone. This is Nahani Rouse, host and producer of Can We Talk? And I'm Judith Rosenbaum, executive director of the Jewish Women's Archive. I'm talking to you from my home office in Washington, D.C. And I'm here in the JWA office in Brookline, Massachusetts. And I think we just wanted to talk a little bit about what a great season and couple years it's been so far with Can We Talk? Yeah, it's been exciting to just look back over the body of work that we've created and to think about all the great stories we've been able to tell and I think also recently it feels like we're hearing more and more from people who are listeners of the show which is really gratifying and hearing about you know which episodes they've loved and which ones they're still thinking about and so it made us think about looking back over uh, past episodes too especially as we head into the summer and a little summer hiatus. So we're going to do a little can we talk retrospective here just a quick recap of some favorite episodes. Oh there were so many great fun meaningful moments but one of the highlights for me was learning to play mahjong with the mahjong tove mahjong club in Kemp Mill, Maryland. At the end of the day we would say mahjong tove which means good mahjong and that was our you know Shabbos greeting back and forth to each other. <laughs> Interviewing my daughter and your daughter up in a tree at the Women's March. Can you see from up there? What can you see? Maybe a quarter mile from up here. I think I want to come up there. I think this is just amazing, and I'm so glad to be here. This is like a historical moment. Some people are saying that it's the biggest Washington March ever, and I feel so honored to be a part of it. And of course, we also took our daughters to the Metropolitan Museum of Art for a tour based on the mixed-up files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler. We're on a train. We're going to New York. I have to say I'm getting a lot of requests from my daughter to find out when we will next be featuring them on the podcast. She thinks it's been too long. <laughs> yes, basically they think that they own the podcast or that they should own the podcast. They think it's their podcast and they're just giving us a little bit of space to play around with it. <laughs> it's just a matter of time before they take it over. Do you want to share some of the episodes that other people have talked about really loving? Sure. Um, I hear a lot about people loving the Jewish hair episode and we know that that one has not only had a lot of listens, but we also this year, uh, the Canadian Broadcast Company picked it up to feature in their podcast playlist, along with some other big podcasts like Another Round and um, various other ones. And right. They, haven't, they had an episode all about hair, I think. They had an episode about hair, and they used a clip from our episode about Jewish hair as part of their piece. And of course, we also know that it gets a lot of attention because we at JWA get all kinds of marketing pitches for hair products. So <laughs> definitely that episode is making the rounds. Let's listen to just a, a little bit of it. I mean, I, I definitely have a Jufro. You know, this is, I think I have the quintessential Jufro. I wrote my college essay about my hair. <laughs> I like looking Jewish. Maybe because, you know, I don't have so much of the traditions. At least that's something that's very clear. What is Jewish hair? We're so different. I mean, if you look around at all the heads, we come from so many different places and so many different backgrounds. I don't know what that means. Do you let people touch your hair? No, but they don't always ask, right? <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, 
Um, I've been thinking a lot about one of the early episodes that we did on women's health, the women's health movement and our bodies ourselves, our interview with Volunia Diskin and her daughter and granddaughter, which we did on a snowy day in February. We stomp snow off our boots as we climb the steps to Volunia's front porch. Welcome, you intrepid folks. Hello. <laughs> Hello. All right, girly cues, they're here. Velunia pours tea and begins telling us about what she calls the heady days of the women's movement in 1969. That's when she joined the group of women who would soon form the Boston Women's Health Book Collective. A lot of us were political activists. We'd been in the civil rights movement. We'd been in the anti-war movement. And all of a sudden, there was a movement for women, you know, to discuss women's issues. And that was really exciting. Our Bodies Ourselves has been in the news a lot this spring with their recent decision that they're not going to be publishing any new editions and they'll be transitioning to a volunteer-led organization, um, which of course is how they started. And so it was really interesting to mm. think back to their history and their founding days and also to the tremendous impact that they've had over the last, you know, 45 years. Um, really bringing women's health information to people around the globe. The Equal Rights Amendment is another story we've talked about on this podcast, and that has also been in the news recently since Illinois just recently ratified the ERA. I think the statute of limitations has already expired. And several states have actually rescinded their ratification in the meantime. Yeah. But there is still a big push by advocates of the ERA to, to get it passed. It's been interesting to see the issue kind of take being picked up again, which of course is part of what we explored in our episode, both the history and its resurgence and relevance now. Um, and so I've been thinking back to that episode mm -hmm. as well. One of the highlights for me of that one was um, getting to hear the veteran activist Ellie Smeal talk about her own middle-of-the-night meeting with Alice Paul, the, the suffragist. I turned to my friend and I said, oh my God, I said, we've woken him up. I mean, this is crazy. And she said, oh no, no. And then the woman said, are you the nail woman? And we said, yes. And she flings open the door, grabs from the wall a bell, starts ringing the bell and saying, they've come, they've come, they've come. And she goes up this flight of stairs yelling, they've come, and all these other little older women come, and I'm looking at my friend, I'm saying, see what you've done, you've woke these people up, this is crazy, and she said, Ellie, you'd be excited too if you waited 50 years for reinforcements. That was just this incredible story that really made me feel like someone I think of as a historical figure is actually not that far removed from me and from our current time and from the issues that we're still struggling with. Yeah, that was pretty incredible. I have to mention interviewing Susan Stamberg. Hi, coming, 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 coming. Do you need a level from me or am I okay? She's one of my childhood heroes, so that was amazing to get to do that. Yeah, you've gotten to talk to some pretty cool people. I love meeting Linda Gottlieb from Dirty Dancing. That was really cool. Let's listen to that part of the interview where producer Linda Gottlieb talks about the decision to cast Jennifer Grey in the role of baby. The girl has to be average. I said every woman thinks my hmm are too hmm. You know, my tits are too small, my ass is too wide, or whatever. If that girl gets the guy, then you really have a wonderful fairy tale. You have a really wonderful story to tell that, that girls will respond to. Now I have 
time of my life. No, I never felt like this I get stopped in the grocery store about that episode, about the Dirty Dancing episode. Yeah. People really, really loved that one. I've gotten responses both that are like, oh, I also didn't think of this as a Jewish movie at all, and I didn't realize Baby was Jewish, to other people who have come up to me just on the street and been like, how could someone not know that Baby was Jewish? It takes place in the Catskills. And one of the really exciting things when we put out that episode was learning that one of our board members at JWA was actually an extra in that film. Her family lived in West Virginia at the time, and there was a call for people to serve as extras as the hotel guests, and they were specifically looking for people who might be able to pass as Jews um, to serve as extras. So she was very excited to tell us all about how she got to meet the stars and what some of the mm. you know, kind of drama was behind the scenes. And um, Don't forget our behind-the-scenes story on that one. Remember how we recorded the script for that in your hotel room bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. We were just like filling the bathroom with blankets and pillows and um, making it as sound absorbent as possible. That was really funny. <laughs> Whatever works. Let's mention the recent live event about Anita Diamond's book, The Red Tent. That was really fun. I've been wanting to do a live event for a while, um, and it was great to have an audience right there and to get their feedback and their enthusiasm and their response right as we were recording. Um, and then to be able to bring what was a great live event to a wider audience through the podcast episode. So we got really positive feedback on that event and that episode, and we will definitely be doing more live recorded episodes. So um, stay tuned for more on that. It'll be a lot of fun. It's, it's much more fun than recording uh, in my closet under a blanket. <laughs> exactly. So I had a lot of fun when we recorded in our padded bathroom. That was surprisingly entertaining. It was a little hot. I remember we got really sweaty. We had to pause and open the door a few times. Exactly. We needed some air. <laughs> I have to also mention the story about Orna Shimoni mm. um, because it was just such a privilege to get to know her and to work on her story. Orna's an Israeli peace activist whose, whose story is both tragic and inspiring. And she's been in, interviewed in the Israeli press a lot, but not so much in English. And I did interview her in Hebrew, but of course we translated it into English. And when she heard it, she said she was very moved because she had never heard her own story in English. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I was really proud that we could tell that story, even though I have to say, I think of all the episodes we've produced, that was the hardest one to edit because it just involved listening to just such painful experiences over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear just a little bit of Orna's story with a shout-out to my friend Naomi Brodsky, who did such an amazing job with the voiceover. I was in bed with this war. My husband had also served in Lebanon. He was in the first Lebanon war. All of my boys and my sons-in-law, the war was sleeping in my bed with me for 15 years. You have to know that Lebanon, next to you in your bed, is a never-ending nightmare. When Eyal went up to Lebanon, he made sure that I wouldn't worry. He would leave me messages on the answering machine. Ima. Don't worry. I'm sure you heard there were hard battles. But I am in a place where we're eating chocolate and getting fat. We 
have told such a wide variety of stories on Can We Talk? And that's really one of the things that I most love about working on the podcast. It's so true. From Orna's story to Jewish women playing mahjong to stories about politics and families and history and identity. One of the things I love is that I hear from people all the time that they always learn something new. And I feel like there's really something for everyone. I think this would be a good time to remind everybody that you can catch up with all of these episodes or listen to them all over again online at jwa.org slash canwetalk. And you can also listen on iTunes, on Stitcher, on NPR One, and most any other place that you get your podcasts. And thank you so much to everybody who participated in our listener survey. Um, it was really wonderful to get feedback from and get a sense of who some of our listeners are and to learn about just the diversity of this audience, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of age, in terms of gender, in terms of ethnic and religious background. Yeah, and it's fun to know that even though this is a show about Jewish women, that our audience is not all Jewish and they're not all women. Exactly. Speaking of the survey, we promised to raffle off a tote bag and we haven't done a drawing yet. Should we do that now? Let's do it now. I'm going to call... Um, my colleague Bella Book in here. Hey Bella, can you bring in our drawing basket? Okay, so Bella, what have we got here? We have all of the names of the people who um, filled out our survey and asked to be considered for a free tote bag, a free JWA tote bag. Awesome, do you want to be our Vanna White and pull a name? Okay, I'm reaching my hand into the bowl. And the person who has won a free JWA tote bag is Ellen Goldblatt. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations, Ellen. Congratulations, Ellen. We will be in touch with you. Yes. And we'll be very excited to share with you our great Jewish feminist tote bag from JWA. Thanks, Bella. Thank you. We should also add that the main feedback we got from the survey was that people would like us to release episodes more frequently, which we would love to do. But... Um, you know, to do that, we really need more hands on deck. Yeah, so please feel free to help support that goal and uh, donate to JWA. It's really easy to donate to JWA, jwa.org slash donate, and we appreciate your support. We'll work hard on our end to increase the frequency of the podcast. But in the meantime, we are taking a brief summer hiatus, so we will see everyone again in the fall. And until then, you can stay in touch with JWA on social media. You can continue to learn more about Jewish women's stories. Follow JWA on all social media. Um, you can follow our blog, Jewish Women Amplified. And we look forward to being in touch again in the fall. All right. Have a great summer, everybody. Bye. Bye.